No, it's f man that all my friends and bands and stuff, they used to play shows and bitch about government and how government everybody over and how much they hated it and stuff. And then they grow older and now they're, they join a party and they act like their opinion matters. Like, oh, well, maybe government's okay since I'm a Democrat or since I'm a Republican, but it's not. It's the same government you bitched about when you were fucking 20 years old playing in a fucking death metal band or a thrash band or whatever the f*** you played in. You just got old and soft. You just got senile and brainwashed. And now you're just a fucking stupid son of a Fuck you! What's up, brother? So you weren't expecting me today. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you today. No. I, well, we we got a, a super special guest for y'all next week. Yeah. We're real excited a about. Homie. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Good homie. Good episode. But I thought that was this week. I just, it's been one of those days where yeah, like yeah. I check my messages and I'm like reading words out of order and fucking it all up. So. Understandable. Been, and the words of Fred Durst, it's been one of those days. Just one of those days. And I haven't given a fuck. It's all about the jar up in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, did you see over the weekend, uh, they had that, uh, Brazil had their own little uh, January 6th thing going? Okay, yeah. The so cheap been... imitation knockoff, a fine Brazilian tradition of making cheap imitation knockoffs of things. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been seeing, like, the memes and stuff, but you know me. Like, not only I'm, like, I'm not a very online person. Yeah, sure. And then beyond that... Like, you kind of know just my whole story and trajectory. Like, I'm actively, like, trying to not pay attention, you know? So, I, I see the stuff that slips through the cracks. Everyone kept calling it Brazil's January 6th. Like, what the fuck it was, was going on? It was actually kind of uh, worse than our January Really? 6th. It was a little more violent, I think. Uh, I saw ladies handing out cotton candy. There was a cotton candy vendor, which is hilarious. Fucking you know? sick. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, like, I mean, I saw a video of them, like, fucking attacking a police horse they like it looked like it looked like the first season of walking dead when rick's horse gets taken down oh, <laughs> like no. it was some shit like that dude no. they like, like took his ass to fuck down like and there was a car that was attemp <coughs> attempting to run people over like one of the police cars was like driving in circles trying to hit them and shit so they had daryl brooks and january 6th all in one day yeah pretty quick yeah like it was it was a, definitely a conflagration of events you know i think they just wanted to get it all out of the way yeah. You know, at one time. <laughs> well, how much of it, though, like, do you think, because I don't, obviously, like, I barely know anything about American politics. I couldn't tell you the first fucking thing about Brazilian politics. Right. So is it one of those things where, like, they have actual grievances and, like, they're actually pissed off? Or is this another, like, so, propped up color <laughs> revolution type thing? Like, I'm not, uh, I'm definitely not a Brazilian politics expert myself, uh, I wouldn't call myself that, but from what I gathered was, um, they kind of had, you know, Bolsonaro down there, if you remember that guy. Wasn't he like Brazil's Trump? Exactly. Basically, that's exactly. what everyone was calling him. He followed like the same trajectory of being this kind of like, kind of more right-wing guy, 
who like you know it was, it was very much like an own the libs type election cycle down there i think just brazil's weird man they have like there's some of the most racist people online are brazilians really it's insane you will see them say some foul things on forums or like in uh like games like league of legends and dota and two and shit they're just awful like they're awful and uh so it's kind of funny that like someone harnessed all that down there and then there also there's a lot of like black racism in brazil too because they <laughs> yeah. have like they have hispanics it's, and then they have like you know black populations and mm-hmm. there's all kinds of you You're know social it. and there's even people that look white down there like it's yeah. it's just it's a mix it's a hodgepodge that's what colonialism does to a motherfucker yeah like, you know? for real and so i I'm naturally kind of and there's like i mean there's immense inequality down there as well for sure. Like, you the know, favelas you get, there's always that, that famous picture of like that towered kind of penthouse looking thing with a wall and then literally like right beyond. It's all nice and clean. And then it's like, like a slum. And then it's like a favela right next yeah. to it. You know, like it's very sectioned down there. But uh, they do have like a very healthy gun culture down there because people are like robbing and killing each other quite a bit. So like you see that sounds healthy. A lot of those videos of like you see of the guy riding up on the motorcycle with like, a Glock and then all of a sudden another guy pulls out a Glock and shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. Almost always in Brazil. Yes. <laughs> almost yeah. always in fucking Brazil. You know? Yo, what was the place? Was it South America? I think it was Philippines. Remember a couple of years ago, the guy was like, kill drug dealers. Duterte. Duterte. Was that Philippines? That was the Philippines, yeah. Yeah, dude. That shit was so nuts. He was literally like, yo. He was like, he was basically like a straight edge dictator. He was like, kill your local drug dealer. He had he had an X on his watch. Yeah. <laughs> Straight edge Duterte, he was rocking Earth he's Crisis. He's up there moshing, dude. He's up there moshing to the fucking podium when he gives a speech. Kill your fucking drug dealer! Kill your local drug dealer. Yeah, he even like had a war. They started like a small war against ISIS in one of the provinces because they had like a Filipino branch of ISIS that was like fucking going buck wild. And, Pretty like, sick, okay. There was a town there, I can't remember the name of it, but last year it was like a hot zone for a little bit. There was just like... Like it was going crazy. It was yeah. like it was like that little feud we had in Mexico last weekend when uh when uh what's his face Chapo's son got arrested. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fucking those guys mounted up and rolled out. <laughs> and I'm still crazy. seeing videos. Like I saw a video today of like some cartel member firing at a military plane with a 50 cal yeah, rifle with no scope. Just just like they don't care. Doing some Call of Duty shit. I mean, well, they just have so much hardware. It's so funny, like, how just the sheer amount of hardware those guys have and, like, how they kind of are their own, like, paramilitary force down there. I mean, it's like the government can't keep up. I just kept seeing videos of, like, them driving by, like, flaming cars that had been exploded and shit. Well, what's funny, like, this is oh, always, like... wild. This is one of my favorite arguments about, like, the power of the federal government yeah. and, like, what it chooses to engage with because, like, you know, there's all that, that uh, narrative about, like, okay, you'll go after people who write mean tweets that you don't like but the fbi can't erase all the child porn no you know it's kind of the same thing with the guns though it's like okay the military they're like why can't the military just go down there and kill the cartel it's like they could end it but then they would you know they would they would eliminate so much cash flow because who are they selling their guns to who are they getting their drugs from how are they stocking american prisons how are they i mean like so much of this stuff i mean what do we talk about week to week everything's connected it's interconnected it's it's like you can't it's it'd be like america cutting its own arm off or something yeah so i mean it's really not in our best interest to end the cartels it's like a part of their yeah it's like a symbiotic relationship how would the senators get all their drugs then exactly that they like to do i've heard now have you heard that the uh the cartels are actually switching from weed to avocados. 
I believe it. I so, know there was a thing with that, yeah. Well, because I guess, you know, millennials and young people and avocados have become just such like a meme and a cultural sensation yeah. to where they're like, yo, we can make way more money. Like, and they, of course, they have like child slave labor, sure. like picking and handling and doing all this shit. It's like blood diamonds, but avocados. Yeah, that's so a- like your little avocado toast you get like because uh, the only way or the only place we can grow them in America, I think, is California. I think you're. I think you might. Yeah, be right. and and so right. Mexicans, the the cartels, they were like, "Yo, we can totally get in on this action." And now I think it's like ninety plus percent of our avocados are from Mexico, and yeah. it's, they're overwhelmingly cartel well, connected. Wasn't it a couple years last year? I think there was a big shortage or something because uh, the cartels like killed a fucking inspector over it or something. What? It was like one of our inspectors, I think, that got killed over the whole thing, oh, and then shit. that like put a freeze on things for a little bit. Because there was no inspector to, like, check the shit before it comes in. Because Customs has to sit there and, like, look for dumb shit like a snail that's riding in the batch. Yeah. Because it could be, like, an invasive species or something. And for fuck sure. the whole ecosystem up if they make it up here. Mm-hmm. So, I, it was something like that. They killed one of the inspectors and, like, there was a huge, like, halt on it. I mean, conveniently during the, like, pandemic as well. You know, which is great to create. And we, we're still experiencing those shorts. The fucking, like, egg shit right now. What's going on? Can't really find fucking eggs hardly. I mean, you can find them, but they're very scarce and they're very marked up right now. It's a uh, weird to see the food stuff. We kind of like have that. heard less and less of the food scarcity lately. I mean, are you still seeing it? I mm-hmm. guess it's one of those things where it's I guess around, it's still present. Just, just they're trying to normalize. Like this is normal now. Yeah, you're like, not gonna have what you used to have. It's become normal. Yeah, like yeah. I, even like my mom who grocery shops every fucking week. You know, she's always talking about. Oh well, you know. Fucking, uh, there wasn't this this week. And she's like, they're completely out for some fucking reason. And she's like, there was a ton of it there last week. Now they're completely out. And it's like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're always talking about that in 1984. Like the little shop that the guy would go to to buy his paper clips and bullshit at. And it'd be like, this week they had, didn't have paper clips. Next week they didn't have matches. And it was almost like manufactured that way. Yeah. To kind of keep them like, in a, to keep you in a state of kind of like, Hoarding, yeah, scarcity. Or, like, or just yeah, or nervous. It's almost to keep you nervous. Like if something that too, like, you just you get this. You've been getting the same thing at the store every fucking week for God knows how long, barring some kind of like big event that can be explained. And now like just one for day. no explanation, yeah. you show up and it's not fucking there. <clears throat> you Dude, know. Speaking of nineteen eighty four shit and grocery stores, this is super on the DL. Um, but <clears throat> my dad. Uh, works over here actually you know across the street from the barnes and noble mm. on broad so there used to be like a food lion there and then it was like a kroger so i don't it's been a it's been like two different uh grocery stores okay and so it's been sitting vacant for years <clears throat> and then my my dad because he works in the shopping center he hears all the news and what's coming there what's leaving and stuff and so he's heard through the grapevine from other people in the shopping center um that they, they are putting another grocery store there, but they're keeping it top secret. They're not letting anyone know, which is really strange when you think about it. Because normally new developments, they put signs out front. Hey, we're going to have a Publix here. Publix! We're going to yeah. have a Wegmans. Get stoked. Yeah. Right? Driving up, you know, interest. Well, they're keeping this a secret. Is UCOPS coming back? What my dad heard through the grapevine is that it's going to be one of those um, cashierless uh, like Amazon, Whole Foods, like QR code uh, scan yeah, stores. Yeah, would want to get in on that. We're getting one right here. Nice. We're getting one right here on Broad Street. That's actually, that's believable. 
very believable because that's the perfect place to put it too because you get a little bit of it. You still get the college students who are down there going to Target and shit because that's the closest big box store. It's right across from Target, right across from the PetSmart. It's right across, It's yeah. a good area. Yeah. and um, It's a perfect place to put it. I don't it. know. If, if that's correct, like I'm... See, because I always thought like that weird robot shit would be like in L.A. and New York and like because even actually I watched this would impress you. I watched Minority Report for the first time. Nice. I'm the worst with movies. I mean, it it takes me forever to get around to seeing shit. But you get there eventually. (laughs) I got there. And what was crazy is that like even there, like they had this pre-crime system in like the year 2050, but it was only being rolled out in D.C., so a lot of times when they implement these things, they're going to do them in New York, L.A., San Francisco, D.C., you know, these big yeah. hubs yeah. before they get rolled out everywhere. And it's kind of strange to feel like, oh, my gosh, it's coming here. Yeah, they picked here. They picked here. Yeah, it does seem weird. But, I mean, it, it is like one of the the local college. It is like the biggest, like, I think, undergrad school in the country or one of them. Really? I think so. I could Population see grows here by 2% every fucking year no matter what. That's why I need to get out. It's a big growing motherfucker. It's yeah, a- stop writing articles about us. Yeah, please. Richmond isn't that cool. It's it not that used to be cool until cool. <laughs> all you Nova kids came down. <laughs> now everybody's got tattoos and leather pants and a nose ring, and you all fucking suck. Dude, it's, yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, homogeneity through trying to be different. <laughs> yeah. You know, weird. it's just... <laughs> it's- the Ouroboros, the, the snake yes. eating itself. It's the ultimate hipster paradox. <laughs> yeah, Hipsters are like quantum too. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's neither neither a particle nor a wave. Well, like and like, if you look at it as a, you know, when you look at it, it becomes a particle. It's the same yeah. thing. Like if you call yourself a hipster, you're not a hipster. But but if you deny being a hipster, it definitely makes you one. Right. Yeah, see, I, I think I think our guest next week, you guys will be jibber-jabbering about quantum because he was really into that stuff, too. I, I can tell him how there. fucking gay it is. Yeah, yeah, you guys could do it. Oh, the, you read books? moderate the debate. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm really interested because you, you've talked to them a lot more than yeah. me. And I'm I'm down for, for any kind of convo, really. Mm-hmm. As long as we're talking about nuts and bolts of the universe, I'm down. Mm. Like, I don't care what it is. Aliens. Tartaria it could be frequency shit. You know, I don't care what the fuck it is. I'm fucking there. Yeah. What'd you think about uh, the Andrew Callahan allegations? I mean, look at him. <laughs> you said, I mean, look at him. I mean, sorry, but look at him. <laughs> and I mean, I liked him. I liked the all gas, no break stuff. Yeah. The thing that sucks with him is that like he was the same. Like we were talking about last episode with Jay-Z and Rock Nation and shit. It's mm. like. He started off organic. Right. He was doing his own shit. He, Andrew Callaghan, Callahan came up with his own bit and started self-producing yeah, All great. Gas, No Breaks. It was good. It was so sick. Yeah. And then Tim and Eric came along. Yeah. And bought him, and he became uh, part of their little crew, their little posse. Yeah. And then uh, isn't Channel 5 like hooked up with Vice, too? Okay, so, so all, I believe it was All Gas, No Breaks was hooked up with Vice. All Gas No Breaks was Vice, and, then and now Channel Five they, is something with the rights with that got fucked up, and he got booted from that essentially. And I don't even think Vice does anything like that anymore. And then he did Channel Five because he wasn't allowed to name it All Gas No Breaks because yeah. Vice owned that name. I don't know. He's just co-opted as fuck. Just and anyone yeah. hanging out with Tim and Eric is like, "You're a creep. Yeah, You're a loser." You should probably get away from that. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he definitely has become kind of like a very uh, like pig-headed kind of. Without saying it, like, kind of libtard brained, yeah. brain poisoning, you know? So it's like, Bleh. And he does this thing where he's like, 
Kind of like the James O'Keefe where he's like, oh, I just get people saying stuff in their own words. It's like, yeah, but you clearly edit it to like make people <laughs> yeah. seem insane. You have like a clear agenda. Well, I guess you could say the same thing about James O'Keefe, but uh, got hey, pretty he's clear. a patriot, brother. Patriot. <laughs> James O'Keefe is a goddamn we patriot. We don't slander patriots. <laughs> <clears throat> I actually got in a big argument with my old band because like I posted some Project Veritas thing oh, Jesus. in the group chat. And then everyone in the band was like... <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that guy's like a Nazi. And I was like, I was posting a clip of someone who works at Twitter well, saying crazy you, shit in their own you. words. Yeah, yeah like- And you immediately are like, I'm pretty sure James O'Keefe's a Nazi. And then somebody sent me the Wikipedia. <laughs> Dude, this is the best part. Somebody sent me the Wikipedia to Project Veritas. Yeah. And they said, look, it says right here, the first line, they're an ultra right wing propaganda group. And I'm oh. like, oh, because Wikipedia told you it's got to be... I'm sorry. You're right. Let me bow down. Yeah, because ultra right wing means Nazi. That's what Nazis were. Right. Right. That's yeah. I don't know. It's just you can say what you about James O'Keefe. I'm not a fan of journalists at all. So that kind of puts him, you know, like in the danger zone. But from what I've seen and from his track record, I mean, the guy's just putting out content of other people saying ridiculous shit he in their tricks, own words. He tricks these poor little Indian guys into thinking these white women want to have sex. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's again, like I said, sure, maybe he edits some stuff too. You know, no one's uh, above oh, criticism. Yeah, I mean, but these but... motherfuckers, I mean, these motherfuckers are like gloating about the shit that they're doing. So like, I mean, who, like, when you, like, when you watch it, it's like, ew. He was actually Ugh. one of the first guys, he got videos of like someone in like some city like Detroit or somewhere. And they were getting uh, all these extra mail-in ballots. And they were posting it on their Snapchat. It was, of like like, the, it was the Acorn thing, wasn't it? No, oh, no it was no, like... No, 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 I know what you're talking about. It was about. some refugee guy was like, y'all making harvesters. all this money. Yeah. And he would pick... He had like backpacks full of fake ballots. And he's like, I'm making fucking bank. Well, and the dumbass posted it on his Snapchat. Posted election fraud on his Snapchat. Well, don't get me wrong. Republicans do it yeah. too because there's some lady. There was a there was a Trump lady who was on a news interview and said some shit about I voted for him three times. It's like, like dude, yeah, retards abound, no, dude. It's the it's the issue. It really exposed the issue inherent with the system. Itself. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't really work because it's it, not that secure. It, it's not secure because it can be fucking gamed like by anybody and everybody, and everybody's gaming it. I mean, even after the last one for the Senate and House. If the right wingers are like, we're going to make the most effective ballot harvesting operation in the history of the country. Because yeah, they're it. like, we're going to do it now. Like, we're just going to do it, you know? <laughs> when I think po- politics <clears throat> has gotten to this point where there used to be this thing called precedent, where like you, it was a bad political move to do something that had never been done before because you kind of opened up Pandora's box. Yeah. Because if you, it's like, it's like if you cry about something, it gives the other team to you know a green light to also cry about it so when the shoe flips and it gets put on the other foot now you've opened up pandora's box of like okay well now we're just gonna ballot harvest and now we're just gonna do this and now and just every day it becomes so much more transparent that i mean the system doesn't work period yeah it It doesn't yeah it doesn't really work in any capacity voting you know representative democracy you have special interests and lobbies like they don't care about you like stop lying to yourselves and thinking that voting a matters or or b that like just partaking in the political system as a whole like it's such wasted energy unless you're just laughing at these people 
Like, it's such wasted energy to actually get your panties in a bunch mm. over this shit. Yeah, true. Yeah, and it's, I, I guess it's just a matter of, like, I get, like, again, I always try to kind of benefit the doubt, like, with local stuff, I guess, if you want to try and make a difference there, you can go for it, you know? Yeah. But, like, on a national stage, like, I mean, look at these clowns. Like, even the stuff they're doing now, like, the Republicans are, like, in control of the House, like... They're like, oh, we're going to abolish the IRS and all this shit. And I'm like, that sounds great, but they will never do that. Like, it's that never going to happen. It's grandstanding. It's, gra- yeah, it's, it's, it's political it's, grandstanding. It's red meat for the people that voted for them to be like, look, they're actually going to get something done. But then on the, on the other hand, they also are trying to pass a law through that makes it so that the uh, ethics committees can't look into senators as much and like House members as much. Oh, and don't they want to remove... They're trying to like stop that. And it's like... They want to remove C-SPAN cameras too now. Yeah. There's somebody introduced a bill to remove C-SPAN. Yeah, cameras. and I'm like, dude, why? Yeah, that no, you guys, that's like the one little thing that keeps them accountable. I did see a lot of goofy. Um, I saw a goofy video the other day. I don't really call it goofy because it's like that level of conspiracy stuff. But it, it, I mean, the guys are doing the things in it. Like yeah. one guy is like he he's like giving a speech, and then he does the this like on per like at a very oh, the triangle, a sign. very specific point in the show. Triangle hand sign or in yeah. the in the talking. He's like. And blah blah blah, we're going to do this, and then he does that, and everybody starts like clapping, you know, and like some weird. There was Mason one where signaling. Mitch McConnell's doing something, and he's talking, and then he kind of looks behind him, and the guy behind him goes like this. I've and, seen and that Mitch one. like flips back around and keeps talking, and I was yeah. like, look, they're doing some kind of goofy shit up in there. I don't know. They're, they're doing some kind of fucking compromise goofy shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But I, I did see the legislation for the C-SPAN cameras. I saw it for the for the IRS, and now they're talking about banning gas stoves. Yeah, I don't know why. Is that like some environmental thing? And they claim it's like they're like talking about it like it's the secret source of pollution that they like what they just found out about. They're like, there's been this hidden source of pollution in people's houses this whole time, and acting like it has some kind of issue to do with climate change, you know? And it's like, and then and then they'll turn around and share pictures of Jill Biden cooking on a gas stove in her home. And I feel like that's like low-hanging fruit, like the hypocrisy, you know, kind of shit. Of and course. Like, the bigger point is, though, is like they're trying to restrict human behavior more and more. Like, and it, this is just small little incremental chips that they do to try and like get you more and more settled into this concept of like having less. Exactly. Like electric heat f- fucking sucks. Like cooking with a fire is nice. I, I like I'd I'd rather have a gas burner personally when yeah. I'm doing stuff like that. I keep a little one that I use when I want to like saute stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't really saute shit right on a fucking flat ass electric stove. It just doesn't fucking really work. You can, but it's a lot harder. It's harder. It's not as easy. Yeah. Like it, and it's not even like <laughs> I can't wait to like to see like the. <laughs> like to see a guy at like a Trump rally selling like a "Don't Tread on Me" flag with a fucking gas stove on oh it. Oh my or god! Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it's gonna happen, but it's just weird. And and the study itself is very flawed. Um, they they cherry picked a bunch of papers that kind of expressly said that like uh, they're trying to say, oh, it causes asthma in kids. Like it's this huge thing that's been causing asthma. And I'm like, I, that's probably bullshit. I would have to assume like. Yeah, I mean, even for, like, stuff like carbon monoxide, like, you need, like, at least, like, a 1,000 ppm to, like, even start noticing anything. Like, there's OSHA guidelines. Like, OSHA says you can work in, like, 40 ppm. Yeah. And that's just, I think it's, again, it's just another way for them to, like, stamp, to kind of trickle down another resource out of our lives, much in the way that they're trying to rid us of gasoline vehicles. Well, and see, this is why, like, the green... PSYOP like works so well is because 
it's ever encompassing. I mean, they're even using climate change now to explain away these what a lot of people are calling vaccine injuries. These sudden like yeah. heart conditions and people just dropping dead. They're That's saying, oh, it's because everything's hot and human bodies aren't equipped for it. Yeah, and, and I like, have to say that is really ticked up in the past few weeks. I don't. Yeah. I, th- I was. Th- I thought it was strange that we're seeing so many of them now. Like it's happening so fast. Again, it, it kind of died down for a while. Well, it happened for back. a while and then it disappeared. And it started happening again. Are they coinciding with like booster efforts or anything? Like no, I don't know because they're not even like the the they're not even really forcing them on anybody anymore. Even the Pentagon dropped their uh, requirement for soldiers to get the fucking thing. Really? So apparently it's very quietly. Like that wasn't even like a big news story. That was just kind of like an afterthought where they were like Pentagon drops troop mandate. So now you don't even have to get one if you're with the troops. Hell yeah! So- like I just don't. You, know, you can you can be safer what? when you when you go die for the country. Yeah, I mean, but why the fuck? I, I if this is as fucking awful and shitty as we're supposed to believe it was these past several years, why the fuck? I mean, I just don't know how you could do that and s- somehow save face. I mean, are just people that fucking stupid? I guess. Yeah. Like I don't know how you could do something like that and still save face. Yeah. Like, like it, that should be like someone should be asking like Biden or the press or. Corinne Jian Kung Fu, whatever the fuck her name is, when she goes out and does the goddamn press conferences, Jean Pierre, someone should fucking ask her about that. Like, I don't. Where are we? Like, you guys. Well, they do. You guys went nuts for two fucking years over this shit. And then when people do ask, though, they just shut it down, man. Like, you know, they they call on pre-selected people. Sure, it's everything is dog and pony show. This is what I try to impress upon people because, again, you're starting to go down the rabbit hole. Of what if things actually worked like they were supposed to? Yeah. Newsflash! Like, you I know. know. And that's, yeah, yeah. Just, and it's, well, hard, just, it's hard to ground because we're such idyllic people and yeah. we try to see the best and we try to, like, have logical outcomes and situations. But the thing is, the, the world just isn't that logical. Like, stuff happens. Like, bad stuff happens to good people. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Good things happen to bad people. It fucking sucks. There's a lot of times where good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. That's part of the complexity of life. It's just we have that spectrum of experience, but, like, I've do- I've made myself go crazy, like, trying to be like, well, why don't people just ask these questions? Why don't people yeah, just... And yeah, it's yeah, like, I feel you. No, I mean, I'm just kind of waxing. It's kind of a, I know here, you're waxing. You know, but... I know you're waxing, but it is, it's also one of those things, like, you have to stay grounded and be like, people don't... People just don't know. Like, the, yeah. the world just doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Yeah, and not at this point, at least. You're being lied to about every little thing. You know? It's it's the Matrix, dude, like Andrew Tate said. <laughs> Andrew Tate was such a part of the Matrix. We never talked about him. He is the Matrix, bro. We never talked about it. Dude, he's literally Cypher. <laughs> he's Cypher, yeah. He, really he will is. sell your ass out for a holographic steak in let's, the Matrix. Let's sell your ass out for a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> I actually... So I had a link up last time. We never looked at it, but there are so many weird Masonic connections with Andrew Tate. Nice. Okay, so I don't know if you've looked into it. Obviously, okay. I mean, I've seen him making all the goofy hands. So we saw the hand stuff, signs. Yeah. Now think about this. Remember, you know what the Freemason symbol is? It's like the square with the compass. Sure. What's in the middle? Uh, the, the letter G. The G, yeah. Uh, Andrew's top G. Top G, yeah. Uh, think about horse. this now. Have you seen his logo where it looks like the horse chess piece? It looks like the knight. Right. It says Andrew Tate, his name in cursive, and it has a little chess piece. Right. 
bro, do you know what the PSYOP division of the military oh, patch right. is? Yeah, the fucking knight. Yeah. It's the knight with the two lightning bolts. Yeah, with the bolts. I mean, it's so in your face. Like, he's a top G. He dresses like Cypher. M- Masonic He talks PSYOP. about the Matrix. The, excuse me, the Matrix. He talks about it all the time. I mean, he is. He's part of it. He's such a part of it. People even said, like, I'm pretty sure he wasn't handcuffed when he was arrested. No, I don't think so. Since when do you not handcuff a a combat trained, right? This guy was a kickboxer, right? Yeah, right. So he's a a fighter. (laughs) Yeah, he could fuck you up if you wanted to. He's a sex criminal. (laughs) Yeah. And you just let him walk out, no handcuffs. He's cool. Maybe Romania is just a different place like that. Yeah, I mean, I also wouldn't... I think also he was... uh, I think he also, with the amount of money he had and how corrupt Romania is, he could have just fucking staged this entire goddamn thing. I think a lot of people are claiming... Not a lot of they people. They saw the video... Some him, people are claiming it's a staged the event. The video of him rolling up to court and he, like, he hops out the back of the van, he's not handcuffed, and they just he just kind of casually walks inside like nothing's going on. Like, that just screams to me that, like... Yeah, this is like there's something amiss here, you know. Well, like there's there was no kind of like security protocols or anything. He just walks in and walks right back out of court. It's like well, we also have um, humiliation rituals too, right? Which is a big part of these secret societies. We've talked about with Tom Brady. We've talked about with all kinds of people. Um, I mean, people get bitched Jer- out. Jeremy Ritter. <laughs> oh, could be. I don't know. <laughs> Got hit by a snowplow. That's your fucking embarrassment <laughs> ritual, dude. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Um, but no, there's there's all this this talk about, you know, quote unquote embarrassment rituals. And so like this could be one of those things if he is working his way up, you know, if he wants to be the top G and he's psyoping everybody, his dad is CIA connected. He's making the hand symbols in the picture. And he even explained, I don't know if you saw the video, he says, Oh, my dad was a chess master, and when he was thinking, he would think with his fingers together like this. And so he said, I just started doing that hand pose to mimic my dad. And now it just became a comfortable thing for me. He says, I do it all the time. He does do it all the time. It's, there's a lot of photos of him doing this. Yeah. A lot of fucking photos of him So, I mean, you can explain shit. this stuff away any way you want, but I don't know. I, I love the schizo threads. Oh, yeah. You know, I love the schizo threads. Yeah, they're great. But, well, <clears throat> we're coming up right on about a half hour. I know you got some other stuff you want to get to, but uh, do we want to take a minute, maybe, maybe talk about this little game idea we're working on? Yes. Would you like to play a game? Would you like to watch some videos? <laughs> we're gonna watch. <laughs> we're gonna watch Brazilian fart porn, and then you can leave. Uh, it's actually Warhammer 40k lore. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> have to watch these Warhammer 40k hours lore of... videos, and then you can leave. Yeah, um, I don't know. I kind of I hinted at it. Anyone who follows the Instagram has seen on the story. Uh, I made a little post the other day, just asking if any followers were interested in kind of keeping up with this development process this idea that i have it's still very much in like the early beginning stages but for the past couple months i've been developing rules and a concept for essentially a a completely original trading card game board game um right and i will credit bay for the inspiration because when i got into magic a couple years ago uh one of her things, her big criticism was that, like, it's just guys reading rules to each other. Yeah. And I tried to get her to play a game or two, and she just wasn't having it. And well, oh, But her big that. criticism was that there's no action. There's nothing, like, actually going on. Right. You know, yeah, there's the art, and there's the flavor text, and there's the conversation, and the math, and the mechanics of it. But beyond that, you're just laying cards on a table. Right. 
right? And I guess the same could be said for Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! Or any of that. Stuff. Any of those trading card games. Right. There's no actual action going sure. on. So that got me thinking. What if there was a way to, you know, animate some of these battles? Um, and I don't want to give too much away because it's still in the development process. Don't want, don't want the Hasbro spies to steal anything. There's no Hasbro spies yeah. on here for sure. <laughs> but uh, I just, you know, I don't want to release too much too soon. And uh, also, you know, I don't want shit to get stolen. So, yeah, yeah, of course, whatever. Of course. But uh, what I will say is that <clears throat> that was the inspiration. And I thought, how could I kind of incorporate like a physical realm into the trading card game aspect because I love the way magic plays. I love that it's tactile. I love that you have pre-constructed decks, right? I love that aspect. I like how we can customize pre-built decks and then come to the table and see which one is better right. on a neutral playing ground. Um, so that's kind of where the idea came from. I want it to play like pre-constructed deck style. Um, I've got rules and deck mechanics listed out for that, different kinds of cards. I've got a master card list for the first set. I think I want to do between 180 and 200 cards. Um, I've already got uh, most, about half of them, most of a particular set of card I have done. Um, a lot of specifics, details. I've been nerding out, you mm -hmm. know, working on this stuff. Right. It's it's definitely been a passion project. I don't, like, expect it to really, like, pan out into much. Right. But it's one of those things to where... Uh, you know, I, I personally feel that it's good just to, like, create things, even if it's wrong or bad. Like, Hell yeah. I'm, like, I, I would you agree. know me, I'm a doer. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm a doer, and yeah. I, I like to make things real and happen. Part of that is, like, my trade. You know, I build things, you know, decks and houses and shit. Or I did do that. Now I just maintain them. But, and even with music, you know, you're creating an art, you're creating sound, you're creating, you're, you're affecting the vibration and frequency in the air that's giving people experiences. It's this temporal art. And mm -hmm. like, I've always kind of been a creative, you know, lover, sure. creative, um, creative process lover. Yeah. And same thing with this podcast. You know, we've both gotten a lot about this, the conversational art. You know, mm -hmm. you could call it an art. You could also just call it, we're just fucking off. But Really, you know, there's there's things that you learn when you just do shit. Right. Right? And I, I'm not afraid to just do shit. And I think, you know, any anybody listening, like, if you have a passion project, something of mine, you know, I'll get off my soapbox in a minute. But just, like, do it, man. Like, this podcast, we just decided we wanted to do it one day. Mm -hmm. You know? So, right. so, like, find that part of yourself where, like, you know, tap into, like, if you want to make a board game or, like, you know, you want to make a video game or you want to write a comic series or you have, like, you know, you want to get into painting or maybe even pick up a new skill, learn music or anything. Like, just fucking do it, man. It's so human to do that. Oh, yeah. It's so wonderful and human to, like, make things that weren't there before your existence. Sure. And uh, I don't know, this. I get off my soapbox now. It's just one of those things to where even if this doesn't pan out, I'm happy that I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about this process. Um, I also reached out or I asked online, you know, if anybody has graphic design skill or has worked in something like this before, or has experience with like developing a game or a series or reaching out to publishers and shit. Like I'd love to hear any of that. Love right. to, would love to learn. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a battle style trading card game that is mixed with a physical board game. 
Yeah. Um, and the battles, uh, the 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 lore is all going to be like kind of military. Yeah. Right. So this first set, you know, you'll have like tanks, Humvees. You have units of soldiers. You have snipers, and you have different uh, different kinds of cards. They're your different creature cards in Magic, right? Right. And then those are your battle cards, and then you have resource cards, right? So instead of green mana or red mana or swamps or whatever, you'll have you know five hundred rounds of ammunition. Like you'll fuel. have uh, yeah, fuel, scrap metal yeah. to build tanks and shit. So <clears throat> it's meant to be kind of realistic. Not super realistic, but realistic in the sense of like, you know, it's it, it's going to make sense. Yeah. You know, the things in the game are, are going to make sense. Uh, and there's room, you know, to do a revolutionary era. There's room to do a future era. We could do space, you know, set. Mm-hmm. Or we could do laser guns and right, shit, right. you know, and space tanks and stuff. And so there's, there's a lot of room within it to do things. But the board game comes into play where when you create a piece of equipment or you create you know, units of troops or whatever, you physically put a piece on the game board, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's a turn, there's an original turn system, you know, I tried not to make it exactly like Magic, or I tried not to make it exactly like Warhammer, and I tried not right. to make it exact rip-offs of these other games. So there's a lot of nuances to it. There's a lot of shit I'm leaving out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of original kind of uniqueness to this um, that lends itself to like, kind of a realistic battle strategy game. Right. It's it's more about your strategies. It's very See, much... And that's cool. Like, I, I like the idea of that, you know, like, versus just it being like, I'm going to build a meta deck and mm-hmm. that's it. Or because your, your I placement. bought a 4,000-point army that can just crush anything in front of me. Exactly. You know, it's like... They, because you your placement's going to matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if my, if my piece is in your line of fire during the damage phase, yeah. then my guy dies, your guy's fine. I could have, like, you know, the, the biggest guy in the world, and if you manage to take me out... You know, that is what it is. And then yeah. you have to go through the, the trouble of getting your resources back, deploying more equipment and troops, moving them across the board, yeah. and ultimately defeating the other player's headquarters. Yeah, you're, it's it's it, it comes off to me as almost like an RTS game, but on with with not on a computer, essentially. Sure. You know, like because that's pretty much what you do in a real-time strategy game, you know? Yeah. So I could see it being pretty sick, you know, you send out a scout to go fucking find him or something, you know, like say you couldn't say you couldn't see him. Like you start off on the map and if it's a certain size, you can't really see each other or something. Sure. You don't know where each other is like that kind of shit. I like like that's cool. But there's, you know, you could have the best strategy in the world, but because it's also a trading card game. There's a luck aspect where you could get bad draws. Exactly. Yeah. Let's so you say you need a tank. Yeah. If you need a tank to take someone out and you're not drawing enough resources, they've cards, already fielded like three tanks. It's like it's game over. Probably. It's, yeah. It's you know things can turn quick. Um, Still leaves the luck in there versus yeah. like, versus like oh uh, like again like like in Warhammer Warhammer the only equalizer with luck is like in damage. You roll a set of dice at the end, but this is almost adding a whole other thing where it's like you can't even field the right unit. If you don't yes. got it, so it kind of makes it even more. Yeah. So you know, my the way I've complicated. Been, yeah, the way I've been explaining it is basically like if Magic the Gathering had a baby, 
with Warhammer and chess. Yeah. You know, yeah. if if Warhammer, chess, and Magic the Gathering had this weird poly relationship, Disgusting. that's what it would be. <laughs> and so, yeah, hey, actually, you know, if that's something you're super interested in, you want to be a part of, DM us, reach out to us. I'd love to talk to, you know, graphic designers, see if we can, you know, and work some stuff out. Obviously, you know, make some make, make it worth your while. Definitely would, would not expect anything you know, for free, but uh, can, I'll probably cut that part out. Can make it themed, and it's just all anime girls. Yeah, definitely military anime girls. You know, but Ugh. yeah, if you wanna if you wanna stay up to date, definitely hop on the Patreon. Any any single dollar you give to the Uncle Ted's boys, you know, kind of helps this whole Everything. thing we're doing. The, yeah. the cameras we have, the mics. We just got new pop filters because yep. these ones are fucking rat fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, every they, little they dollar it, helps. They made it through like a year and a half. They did yeah. all right. And thank you sincerely to every current patron. Yeah, every current patron. You guys are all chill. Some of you I talk to very regularly. Yeah, so, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sorry I'm not as online, but y'all probably don't want to hear from me anyway. He's a Ludite. <laughs> nah, I'm just, I'm He's too autistic. No, I'm just, I'm just too autistic to talk to, so don't, you're not missing out. <laughs> well, yeah. I just know something pretty cool though. I'll give it to you. Like that, it's crazy to me. My uh, my autistic ass as a kid. Um, the card games and the Final Fantasy games. I was obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Like the system within the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed with them. That I made my own with like paper cards and shit, and no came shit. up with all my own creatures. Did all the art on them. It was still the same style of game. I yeah. just like where you. It's just four numbers. You just made it your own. shit. I just made yeah. my own shit for it, and that's like so wrote sick. a whole little world for it and shit. That is I used so to be. Sick, man. That's like when I first discovered D and D is like a high schooler. I want to say late high schooler. That was like fucking renaissance for me because it's yeah. like you can come up with a whole fucking thing, like whole world, whole lore. I love doing that kind of shit. Yeah. Used to a lot. I mean, I haven't in a long time like really sat down and written to create anything like that, but like. I used to fucking love that shit, so I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. You think like, if you did it now, the autism be... that makes you sit there and write twelve pages of rules? Yes, like, <laughs> you know, like... I have a twelve-page rule book with a glossary. Um, yeah, I have spreadsheets. I have master See, card lists. I'm too lists. lazy to do the glossary. I... I would never do the glossary, bro. Yeah, man, I'm too lazy. <laughs> I like fuck that, bro. I, I'm going Tolkien on it. I had a glossary on that bitch. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. But that's that's my little game you ramble. You make your own language. Yeah, it's my little game ramble. I'll definitely uh, try to keep people updated with stuff as it's going along. Right. And uh, if you want to help out, we'll just speed things up, move things along. And uh, I think another thing we've kind of just been open to all along is, you know, just bringing more people around this thing. Like, mm. please, if, if you want to talk to us, like... I mean, we respond to DMs like you know. If you're listening, like we 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 yeah. hit we hit people back. A lot of times it's you. Sometimes it's me. You know, I just ask to be on the show if you, you know want to talk. You know that what is with that group chat we are in on there? I don't know. So it started. What the fuck is that? So we were <laughs> in a. We need to ask him. I don't know what that is. A popping. I'm gonna pull it up. Pop it used and to wheelies be like. And, the, wasn't it the crazy like conspiracy Christian one? I think that was the Christian into, like, chat. Popping wheelies and something else. Okay, so just, yeah, <laughs> we were in. We got added to this group chat that was like ultra Christian, like crazy fucking conspiracy shit. They it was like always wild. COVID jab, Trump daddy. It was a QAnon though. group chat. They were cool. They, they were, were cool as fuck. Buck wild. We never interacted. Um, we just, every now and then, I'd open it and be like, "Oh my god." 
what is yeah. going on in there? But now, I guess it's completely transformed. It's got a completely new set of profiles in there, and it's popping wheelies and closing dealies. <laughs> and dude, so dude, cool. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing but BMX videos, know, mountain so biking videos. It's just so weird. Skiing video, that. Red Bull videos. Like these are my kind of people. A guy in a Santa suit. I feel like a fucking like AI is taking it over or something. Dude, we might be in a Skynet shit. chat, and it's just posting shit, dude. Well, they were like, "Crap, they're not QAnon nerds. Let's just flip this around and see if they're into BMX." <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're just stabbing in the dark here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to worry about AI taking your job that soon. <laughs> they're still working out the kinks. Clearly. Oh man, I saw. a I saw a really funny um, Reddit incident that happened. Yeah. Um, it was a Vietnamese guy who made this piece of art, right? And uh, he posted it on the art, like Reddit art forum. Yeah. And he got fucking banned and the post got removed. Was it AI art? No, no, no. It wasn't. They even reached out to the mod. Yeah. Who, this just tells you how smelly, awful Reddit mods are. They reached out to the mod, and it's some guy from Vietnam, and he's like, hey, like I drew this. Yeah. And if you look at the art, it's it's got a motif to it, and you can see like the digital brush strokes from doing it. Like You can see that clearly like someone did this. Mm-hmm. It was not AI. Yeah. It just has a lot of like hallmarks of what would make you think it is AI. Right. And it, they fucking banned the guy, and then the dude was like, look, I can send you the Photoshop file to it. Like I didn't procedurally generate any of this. It's not AI. Like... I did this. And the guy's like, well, even if that was the case, this is the mod responding. Even if that was the case, it looks like an AI did it. And you will never convince anyone that they, that it wasn't an AI that did this. And he's like, so it doesn't really matter. That's just the way of the world. Wow. Dude, Jannies are the worst. Jannies, Jannies, fucking, and that's why I don't do it anymore. They need to go down, dude. (laughs) That's why I don't do it anymore. That's why I'm not on there. I'm not like, I don't partake. Oh man. I, I just like, that was such a crazy thing to me that like, I don't know. Then, and then you think about those fools, you know that they, they did a the math that those people who do Reddit moderation, like the volunteers, they do like three point five million dollars of unpaid work a year. Jesus Christ, it's insane. Collectively or each? I think collectively. That's still yeah. That's a still a lot. That's a lot for a whole year. You know, like of just how much time they spend like fucking jannying. It's crazy, but. And then all your favorite subs of, like, you know, podcasts you like of, like, okay, yeah, everyone knows Reddit's gay, but, like, there's still a Matt and Shane subreddit. So you go there, and then even that's lame as fuck. And you're like, what the hell, guys? It's gotten worse and worse over the years. The Redditors. And they've banned all the good ones with all the gross stuff on them, you know? All that stuff's gone. Right. sad. It's very sad. I still have a couple cool ones. Yeah, that you just dug up. I I was in the Monster Energy one today because it was very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like people posting like their can collections and like I found a rare one like like their Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, honestly, and it's all like people who collect them and are very serious about them. And like, it's just I think it's very funny to have a sub community of people really into fucking monster. Worse than sneakerheads, dude. Honestly, cooler than (laughs) sneakerheads. I don't like sneakerheads. True that. True that. Yeah, uh, I think I had a couple more things up there. If we want yeah, you sent me a few things. I sent some weird stuff. Yeah, uh, you sent me some weird shit. See. We don't. That's like that's the actual. That's the shit. actual paper on the gas thing, which we it doesn't matter. So they actually went through the trouble of doing a peer-reviewed study on if gas stoves cause asthma. Yes, 
and they cherry picked all the data, which was very funny. Ooh, a Breitbart article. What's this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna. I, I meant to meant to warn you. Uh, there's a Breitbart in there. World Economic Forum's Davos set for record participation is 52 heads of state to attend globalist summit. So we got a record this year. Well, they're all seeing how well it's going in China and Canada and everywhere else, and everyone else is wising up, and they're like, "Yo, let's yeah, get in on this." You just get on board, man. Yeah, let's great reset this shit in the next year. But yeah, uh, there's a there's a list released as well. I think I snuck it into one of our posts. Uh, and it uh it has all the U.S. people that are going. Oh shit! Yeah, all those is Dan Crenshaw going? I dude, I don't know. Let's see. I Everyone need to look at it, it again. A lot of people call Dan Crenshaw a World Economic Forum puppet. He is a world. The Cyclops is indeed a World Economic Forum puppet. He's the best. Let's see who we got on here. So this is like politicians. You guys should probably make sure like don't get power anymore. Uh, if you unless you're like into that kind of thing, but some of them are like very, are very highest institution yeah. people. So. uh we got John F. Kerry, spe Special Presidential Envoy of Climate to the United States of America. Catherine Tai, she's a trade representative. Martin J. Walsh, Secretary of Labor. Samantha Power, Administrator. I mean, these people kind of make sense. But then this this is what I want to get into is the... We have Brian Kemp, Governor from Georgia. Why? What are you doing there, bro? Well, uh, they just blew up the Guidestones. They need to get another plan for that that's, place. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what it is. Daryl Issa, congressman from California, kind of uh, that Republican. That's weird. Republican. Not good. Um, congressman from New York, Democrat, 5th District, jo Gregory W. Meeks, kind of makes sense. Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, of course. That's kind of big Gretch going over there to hang out. Well, yeah, out. she's... Uh, She's Joe Rogan propped up. So J.B. Pritzker, governor of Illinois, who is trying to make a bid for president and really? has a bunch of like weird. So this guy is like connected to Epstein. He has an incredibly wealthy family. He is one of the one percent people in this country, like wealth power families. Been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and he has like these DSA motherfuckers online, like associated with like Chapo Trap House and all these other people doing like a shill campaign for him. What? So it's troubling to me that he's on here because yeah. he's trying to be the president. Damn. They they keep they're like all these like guys who used to be considered like dirtbag leftists are like we're all gonna vote for Big Boy Pritzker when he runs for office. Like big, he's a big boy. He's just a, and that's all they have. Well, what's crazy though is that I mean people like Stephen Crowder talk about Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Like it, what used to be fringe years ago now is openly talked about. Yeah. And that's kind of why like. I do go back and forth with the politics thing, like because it could just be, you know, populist grifting. But it seems that like the right establishment or some members of the right establishment yeah. and the right establishment media are talking about these things. Yeah. And they're talking about the scandals and the shit. And that's why, like, if people listen to us, they probably think we're a fucking Fox talking point show. But it's like it's it's weird to me that I feel like these people are kind of aligning with these, you know, conspiracy heads now yeah. where it's like the world economic forum is openly talked about. So this person going there, like that might quash, like if this person goes, like it's going to quash any future they actually had there because yeah. now that people are actually paying attention and reading the lists, like yeah. the fact that like people are making lists and checking who's going. Yeah. 
you and know, I like, guarantee that's you, I guarantee you both of them are going to be running in the Democratic primaries this year. Whitmer for sure, because she'll try to go on her COVID record. Yeah. And she has that whole, I was almost kidnapped by right wing terrorist shit. By the FBI. Know? Yeah, I was almost kidnapped by the FBI. Yeah. They almost got me. <laughs> she could honestly run on the right with that one. But, uh, <laughs> but um, what if she flops? What if she, what if, what if her and Joe Rogan start fucking? Because Joe talks about her <laughs> all the time. I mean, it. All the time. Everybody wants a big breasted mommy. Yeah. And, and in a every power man suit. has in a power suit. Every man, I mean, especially a little manlet like Rogan, dude, Rogan would be like, "Pick me up, yeah, <laughs> pick me up, big grinch, like, yeah, <laughs> milkies, <laughs> mommy milkies." <laughs> you know, so I, I totally get it. I get it. Joe could be horny for her, you know, just a little bit. That or Tulsi, one of those two, oh, you know, yeah, right. another another World Economic Forum individual. I forget. She, I think she did a video where she explained that away. I can't remember. It's just it seems like they've infiltrated so much of the government now so but i also like you're saying like this through via the streisand effect that so many people are talking about it now mm-hmm. that like it, you know and they try to like poo poo it now so many people have caught on that like i don't think it's going to be very easy for you to get a world economic forum candidate elected now right so they're gonna have to do the thing where they try to make it look organic you know it's gonna be it's gonna have to like i'm surprised they haven't gone underground at this point you know yeah, it seems like they have a very clear agenda out. like yeah. you know I don't know. Fucking weird. Well, maybe man. we talk about, you know, how they get brazen with it. Yeah, and and they just don't care at this because point. they are shutting down people like me and you. They shut down these big narratives. They shut down, you know, like we've lost so many friends just from like yeah. noticing. Like we've lost friends from noticing, and not only noticing, but having the balls to say something about it. Yeah, that's the other that's thing. why we've really or lost friends. At least friends. having enough gumption to like start asking a few questions instead of just kind of like face value taking it. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, dude, they got our best interests at heart. What do you mean? They're all just philanthropists. The craziest thing to me is how like all these, especially people in like punk scenes and like underground art scenes can yeah. just like shill for big pharma and military intervention and shit now it's like yeah how brain dead are you i don't know man I, I we I, used to hate the government we used to go to punk shows and fucking talk about you know, fucking blow them up and shit i said this the other day uh when i was talking to somebody and uh punk rock you know they said they said punk rock never dies and, and i said yeah it just gets really old and bloated and gets a substance abuse problem yeah <laughs> pretty much you know, it's like an old line cook yeah, yeah exactly which most of them are anyway them yeah are. <laughs> you fucking losers <laughs> hey look man i played a warehouse show for 50 people <laughs> like, yeah and you got cool. paid in cocaine like fuck off cool. you loser <laughs> i've only had three people overdose in my diy venue okay <laughs> like, jesus christ yeah fucking like the Low expectations from these people. Not now. Okay, this is uh, talking about a green lockdown, I believe. There's a set of... Um, oh, there's a little little video we can watch? Let yeah, me, a little video we can check out. Let me man. unmute this. Yeah, I just kind of... I have a random eclectic collection of shit this week. But no, I mean, the, the green lockdowns, this, this kind of all coincides with the... EV push. This will be the next banning, thing. Gas stoves. I mean, it's just people what? have been talking about the lockdowns and for a I, while. Oh, and this is another thing I forgot to connect with gas stoves. Gas stoves. It's harder to just shut the gas off at someone's house. 
But if it's tied into your electricity and you only have an electric stove, they can control that very easily. Ah, uh, they can just shut your they electricity can just, they're off. They're like, you're not allowed to have power right now because of the they climate. Have smart meters. They you got can't smart have, meters. Yeah, you now. can't have the power. You can't have power right now because of the climate. But you're also still poisoning the atmosphere by using your gas stove. Well, they probably think that they could either install smart meters on every gas meter, or they could just ban gas. And so they're they like, can, yeah. They're, why would we spend money to save it in the long run? It's more pipes. Just, it's more pipes they have to maintain. Like all they have yeah. to do with the electric is run some wires. Well, and also too, you have all these like pipeline deals and spills and attacks and all kinds of like you know natural gas politics and oil politics. Yeah. I mean, it just all plays into such a bigger picture than what we're being told. Well, and they'll still need it uh, to to make the power, but yeah. it won't be as uh, it won't be as ridiculous, or it'll be much. E- it's all it's still control at the end of the day. So let's let's check this shit out. And the United Nations are joining forces to monitor the carbon effect of your credit card purchases. And then you'll hit your carbon max and it'll stop working. Hey, of course, it's voluntary for now. The new credit card is called Doconomy. And on the back of the card, it's going to say, I am taking responsibility for every transaction I make to help protect the planet. This is a social credit score, and it's a proof of concept. The Doconomy CO2 credit card website claims it is the largest initiative ever taken by a bank in educating its users on the impact of consumption. They say themselves they want to set a global standard for carbon calculations. That's the key. Once they have their numbers in place, then they can give every single purchase you make a score and punish you directly. This is what China does. And, of course, this will only be enforced on you and me and any businesses that don't go along with their scheme. And banks are going to enforce it. Damn. Yes, that's that's some of your, that's that green lockdown stuff coming in that I was talking about. I've been tarping on for a while. Because that's the next thing. Like, uh, I mean, I, I think we could all say that, like, if COVID was a PSYOP, it didn't work too well. Yeah, it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. You know, like I think they, they had have to different. I think they wanted different results, but they have to keep breaking us down. At some point, you have to, you you have to take the first step. Yeah. This was the first pandemic. It it may actually not have been the first pandemic. <laughs> it may not have been. It could you have know? just been clumsy Chinese uh, Chinese lab. Well, what I mean stuff. is, it's it still also could not have been the first pandemic. Uh, yeah, sure. You sure, know what sure, I'm saying? Sure. So gotcha. yeah, we'll never probably fully know right but uh no i'll do the republicans are gonna get to the bottom of it they're investigating i don't know man just this whole the the whole social credit score lockdown thing i mean the green thing they've been building for a while Mm -hmm. i mean this started back with al gore and inconvenient truth i mean even before that it was they were calling for an ice age in like the 80s and 90s so like this whole doomsday cult it's more doomsday cult shit and it's easier to sell stuff like this to people when like you can tie up the very notion of them like dying horribly in a day after tomorrow style event with it you know yeah like basically you have to do what we say or it's like so easy to do it's emotional blackmail. Yeah, it really is. It it's really emotional is. blackmail. Yeah, they're definitely playing people hard with this stuff. I just think it's funny that like the banks are so behind it now, and like the way that like they've gotten everybody to fall in line only because they were finally. I think they've like figured out how to like kind of show them like, look, the profit margins will still be there because I think a lot yeah. of it was they couldn't convince these companies that it was profitable to do these things, and now and now they're like, no, look, profit margins are here. You guys are gonna be filthy fucking rich. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, so don't worry about it. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And we need complete control. Like you said, they also kind of have to prove themselves to these agencies and people to be like, look, 
Like now they're getting a piece of the pie. Yeah. That's that's always that's how people get co-opted. If you want to if you want to watch somebody flip, give them a fuck ton of money or or power or resources or access or whatever yeah, it is yeah. and and people will fucking flip. Yeah. Easy, especially big banking institutions and they've probably been in on it the whole time anyway. I mean JP Morgan and all these guys and investment firms, they're so tied in with these special interests. Another thing that War Mode was actually talking about, I think, on their Patreon episode, was a 15-minute cities. How they want to turn everything into a 15-minute city. I shared a little meme about that recently, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so that's more climate shit where they're saying, like, oh, well, in order to save the planet, we're going to cram you into these mega cities, these little 15-minute cities where you have everything you need. You won't have a car. You won't own anything. You'll be happy. You'll be in, like, the line. You know, like that Saudi Arabia, the line? It's like shit like that where yeah. you'll have this little little utopia all to yourself in your mega city while the elites have the rest of the fucking globe yeah exactly just to kind of do whatever they want they can finally have lake tahoe all to themselves and shit you know that kind of stuff yeah i I could definitely see that and i think that's what it's all about is like they're just get they're just at the point where they don't want to deal with us yeah they don't want to like they don't want to see your like sloppy fucking wearing slides ass (laughs) just to live in your life you know like that's from their perspective as well. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I, I was talking to my coworkers and stuff <clears throat> about how, like, man, isn't it crazy how, like, a couple of decades ago, like, a single income could support a family, buy a house, send kids to college. Yeah. Like, one guy working, wife could stay at home, and all this shit. And like- now it's like we have young people in their 20s working two, three jobs, yeah. barely making ends meet with roommates. They can't have families. They're being psyoped that they're, you know, A, having babies is bad for the planet. Yeah, you'll kill everybody. And B, they're just making it so that you're never financially stable enough to do it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've gotten to this point where, again, it's that whole conversation of, like, why don't things work like they should? You know, I'm talking with my coworker of, like, man, we should be able to, like, be working these jobs and, like, live you know the way we want to live not paycheck to paycheck barely scraping by i don't know how we're gonna buy a house yeah i'm about to be car poor dog exactly like, i'm about and to be car poor so uh, another reason get on the fucking patreon man get this man a new whip yeah Let's give me go. a car i'm not an e-beggar help me get a car <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know it's just that whole thing of like man if only things worked like they should like if only the world just worked like it should and these grubby people weren't trying to fuck us over all the time yeah. like how fucking lovely would that be well yeah cause it's like when I make my own decisions and put me in a shitty place that's a little different than like the entire power system around me trying to fuck me into a corner yeah <laughs> like, you know right it's like, it's like give damn. me a choice yeah like give me a fucking choice give here give me a choice guys. here yeah yeah I don't know but uh so do you want to see what this uh, Muslim otter has to say about Tataria yeah, so this is the last little video, the last little chunk of I don't, shit. It's 15 minutes. We don't have to watch. Uh, we'll just let's just see what what it's all about. Yeah, I'm, I might skip around. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. So this is a an a guy who speaks through an otter avatar. Yeah, it kind of looks oddly like furry. That's called a trusted source, folks. Yeah. So a guy speaking through an otter avatar in a Muslim hat is talking about Tartaria <laughs> yes. theories. And I might I might pause and stop about some shit. In, do, do you know much? Of, do you know much about Tartaria? I only think we, uh, we did that one episode where we sort of talked about it, but I feel like I was very high and I don't remember any of that. Yeah, so I have mixed feelings on it. Okay. Because I think there's a lot of stuff that is grounded in reality, and then there's a lot of stuff that can be spl- explained away. 
Okay. So I try to take a leveled balance approach and, uh, like with all things, I think a big motto on the show is like, like I'm comfortable not knowing. Yes. Very so, much so I, I realize I'm probably never going to know this either. There are so many things in this life you'll never know. Right. There's a, everything you will never know <laughs> in this life. You will never know anything. I don't know a lot. Yeah. And so I try to take that balanced approach, but I do leave open obviously the the possibility that like i mean these people there's a lot of people doing research on shit like this i mean there there must be something tiktok has really made tartaria explode i believe yeah it i think it's part of that like new age grift shit yeah yeah but there is some stuff we can we can break down and talk about in a little bit that that is pretty rooted in reality okay what you got to say otter History that we're taught a lie or ancient civilizations far more advanced than we give them credit for. Never mind the pyramids. How was this built? Is this the Statue of Liberty? And what is it doing in this old book? Is this cathedral actually a power plant that's been repurposed as a temple of God? Why are the windows shaped like this? Did we simply adopt our greatest feats of architectural achievement from an ancient civilization destroyed by mud floods? Are we next in line for a cataclysmic event? And what classified CIA doctor? documents unveil about the truth of our past. We have a lot to go through on this thesis, so I will be including pictures of ancient architecture relevant to what I'm discussing, and they will be timestamped in the upper left-hand corner. The more you watch, the stranger it gets. The Tartarian theory claims that evidence of past civilizations are a race to keep us from knowing about advanced technologies that could lead to free energy. The powers that be use natural energy resources in order to maintain control of us, making us dependent on them solely on them. But before we get into the cataclysms that keep resetting our society, let's first talk about the World's Fair. One of the biggest proofs behind the Tartarian conspiracy is called the World's Fair. The Palace of Fine Arts and its accompanying 500-foot marble towers were built for the Panama Pacific International Exposition in San Francisco in 1915. However, the buildings were heavily weathered and covered in moss and vine. This suggested that they were much older than the official claim. The buildings were later demolished when the fair was over. Only one of these magnificent domes still remains, and it's over a hundred years old, making it clear that it was not a temporary structure. If this is correct, it seems that most, if not all the world's fairs, played their part in concealing our true past. According to the Tartarian Reset Theory, the 1893 Chicago's World's Fair was used as an excuse to demolish many beautiful and iconic buildings. leaving behind an architectural legacy that is still seen today. The last example that I'm gonna speak about in this video is the St. Louis World Fair in 1904. You can still find pieces of this World Fair buried in the dirt and the Grand Basin is still there today. The building labeled as Fine Arts is now the St. Louis Art Museum. It's interesting that there are so many temples at the World's Fair reflecting the popularity of theosophy and spiritualism into the 20th century. Most of these buildings don't exist anymore. The excuse was always that these buildings were only temporary. 
so they'll be demolished when the fair is over. Which is pretty strange seeing how amazing they were. These buildings must have taken a lot of work to build. So what is Tartaria? Tartaria was a powerful country in the past, which is mostly unknown today due to its history being at odds with the official version of the history that we're given. It is referenced in many texts and maps from back then. The lost civilization of Tartaria was a wraith less than 140 years ago, likely due to them having access to free energy, something that the powers that be probably don't want us to have. Destruction of the Chicago and San Francisco's World's Fair was most likely to cover up the technology. Most of the fires around 1890s were controlled demolitions to erase and rewrite history, according to the Tartarian Reset Theory. Here's a fun question. When was the first light bulb invented? According to the official narrative, the first constant electric light was demonstrated in 1835. And since then, scientists have been working on improving the filament and the bulb's atmosphere to make it more efficient and long-lasting. Thomas Edison patented the incandescent light bulb in 1879 and commercialized it, which led to the light bulbs that we use today. However, there seems to be depictions of light being used well before this time. Around the world's amazing feats of architectural engineering are found from times preceding the 1800s. In Russia, in Europe, and even in the United States. According to the narrative, the United States was officially established in 1776. However, some of the architecture in the United States seems weirdly complicated for those who just established a nation. If we're asking for evidence of a cataclysmic event that wiped out society, wouldn't this be it? Here are some more examples of a lost history that is shown through us, through architecture. Three of the most important and famous power structures in history, the White House in DC, the Versailles Castle in France, and the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem are aligned in an exact straight line. A pyramid discovered in Nice, South France, estimated to be 4,000 years old, was destroyed in the 1970s. It is well documented in pictures and texts from before then making it impossible to verify the official history. The Hypogeum in Malta is an ancient underground complex estimated to be at least 5,000 years old. When it was discovered, 7,000 skeletons were found inside, which were humanoid, but had significant differences with humans as we know them now. All these skeletons disappeared mysteriously, except a handful, which were placed in the Museum of Malta and well-documented, and then disappeared from the museum in 1980. The Khaleesi's Temple in India was carved out of rock and is estimated to have used 200,000 tons of stuff, but how it was done is still a mystery. An ancient rock quarry in Crimea shows rock cutting techniques that are much more advanced than our modern techniques. The Tartarian Reset Theory says it's not aliens, it's just humans. If we go on a purely Darwinian basis, humans have been the way we are now for 315 thousand years. We've recently only discovered electrical technology within the past 200 years. I mean, just think about how much we advanced in 100 years, 200 years. It's a little strange if you think about it. What were we doing for the past 315,000 years? Did it really take us that long to get to where we are now? Which leads us to the question, are cathedrals actually power plants repurposed as temples of God? And why are the windows shaped the way they are? According to the Tartarian Reset Theory, many of the accidental discoveries of Yeah, we can we can break it up. Yeah. We we can break it up. So we're not sitting there though.
watching a whole ass video for 15 minutes. Well, we can we can totally finish it. I don't care uh, if we 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 run a little long today. We can chill. But um, yeah. I mean, my first thoughts. What are what are your first thoughts on that? I think it's uh, compelling. I guess is it is. It's a compelling story, and he kind of does point some things out. And um, I'm sure if I looked up and tried to verify some of these things, I could probably find out. Like the pyramid in France was probably blown up. Like that. Yeah. That's one that kind of stood out to me. Where I was like, "What? Yeah, what the hell is a pyramid doing in fucking France? Like." There's only certain cultures in the world that are associated with pyramids, really, like in a in a mm-hmm. major way. I mean, did like the Neolithic like Europeans have pyramids? They okay, so Europeans were more of mound builders. Yeah, so from that's what, what I'm I like, recall. Pyramid? So pyramids are found a lot in Asia, Europe, and South America. Yeah, in Central and South America. Yeah. So in that kind of like band is where I've heard like the most. Like there's a lot in China that I that a lot of people believe the Chinese government has buried to hide the history. Yeah, Um, there's a lot of like uh, topography maps and scans. Like they'll do scans of the rainforest, and there's like perfect, like perfect uh, pyramid shapes just under forests and trees. And you're like, they're there. It's not a mountain. (laughs) It's It's not a mountain. It's not a hill. Um, So there's a lot of rewriting of history. Um, You're right. I agree. I think it. Tartaria theory is very compelling because, like I said, it ties in a lot of uh, stuff we're already hip to. Like, okay, ancient civilizations were probably more advanced than we know. Yeah. Ancient civilizations, um, there probably were some mythical ones that were talked about. Like, maybe even Atlantis was real. Like, Randall Carlson has a whole podcast on, like, mm-hmm. finding Atlantis. Right. You should check it out. It's like Cosmographia. 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 It's spelled with a K. Cosmographia. All one word. It's fucking sick. The first four episodes are like him spurging on Atlantis. Nice. <laughs> and it's and again, it's all historical shit that like this guy has like spent his life's research like doing this stuff. Right. Um, and mainstream science doesn't. They don't pay it any mind because they're either paid off by people, they're useful idiots, they're cogs in the machine, right? That's what makes this compelling because we already think that. Yeah, like mainstream archaeologists or something, they just don't like even bother with it. Yeah, like, like we know how the scientific community is. Yeah. And they get bought out, special interests, they, you know, they peer review and give awards to dog humping papers and yeah. shit. Like we know how this goes. Yeah. So, I mean, at first glance you're exactly right like it is compelling and it drew me in a lot too but what i started noticing about a lot of the arguments is notice how many times he says how could that be because whenever someone says how can that be that's saying i don't have the answer i'm just posing the question here right so it it shows you it's just a theory Right. Like and like in everything that he says is like, could it be that you know? And 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 when I say that, it's presenting like, it skeptically, and and I I understand presenting things skeptically so you don't sound crazy. Yeah, and like yeah. because I, how to make often, a Susan Wojcicki friendly video. <laughs> and also, how often do I say we'll never have the answers? So I think it's futile to say you have them. But what I'm getting at is like, just just notice it. Just notice the arguments and notice, I think a lot of the Tartaria theory is like Occam's razor shit where like, okay, it's for the world's fair, for example. Um, 
they say that they were temporary buildings. That's why they had to demolish them. And then you look at all the existing architecture. It's remnants. It's like almost like echoes of the past that are still here. Yeah. You know, he says, how could a country that was just formed build something like the Capitol? It's like, dog, the Capitol has been worked on like yeah, it didn't so just many like times. Spring up. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't spring it didn't up spring looking up like it does like that. today. Like the White House didn't used to look like that. It used to not be white. Yeah, it, it was they just, painted yeah. it white to make it look more European. Yeah, it didn't even used to like. Yeah, a lot of those buildings were just like fucking wood hu- shacks and shit. Like they, yeah, like they like what do you mean? Like yeah, what do you mean? How yeah. could, so you can poke holes in a lot of this shit just by kind of like thinking about it. Yeah, and, and one big thing I will say just on the word Tartary and Tartaria, um. It is on it is on a lot of maps. It is on a lot of ancient globes and I say ancient, like from the eighteen hundreds. Like yeah. there's there's old references to it. And it's because Tartary is like what we colloquially called like Asia. Mm. So like Russia and China and India and all of that. It's like saying the Orient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like, you know, the seventeen hundreds version of saying Oriental. Right, right. It's just Tartary. Yeah. Because, you know, they weren't they weren't defining Koreans and no, Japanese and, and like Chinese. A, and, and there was like, I think historically there was a group of people called the Tartars or something. It was like a... The Tartars, yeah. Yeah, the Tartars. And so yeah. actually, so the big thing about this is they're talking about Tartary is an empire. Yeah. There's like zero evidence that it was an empire. Yeah. That's that's what that's where it all crumbles apart. Is like you can notice the crazy shit in the pyramids and everything. Like it all goes back. The architecture is weird. Don't get me wrong. Like I do believe that like people had Tesla coils back in the day. Yeah, you know, they, they Baghdad battery. Shit. Yeah, they were on some shit. Yeah, like the pyramids were probably power plants. Yeah. you know, cathedrals were probably power plants and all this shit. So I mean, I get that, but where it falls apart is where people see the word Tartary and Tartaria. And they see it on a map and they're like, oh, that must have been a country. Yeah. Oh, that must have been an empire. Mm-hmm. Oh, that must have been this grandiose You're thing. It's it like through like our historical terms. Versus yeah. It's like, like how it would may we have actually been? Yeah. It's, it's literally like looking at a map and someone just being like Asia and not putting any countries down. Right. It's Tartary. So it's kind of like a colloquial term where that's where I think the theory starts to fall apart is when you try to combine all this in like a grand conspiracy of like there was an empire that was erased. Yeah. That's where you start to lose me. Right. Because I'll grant there's a lot of evidence for like mud floods and resets and weird architecture and free energy like he's nailing it with all the free energy right. and all that. like he's getting but like the a chances lot right. of it just being this like one entity it was an empire yeah. like it could have just been different places in the world yes you know like and it, and it just so happened it's like the boogeyman thing we have to have one thing to tie it all together yeah so they just create the tartary empire they need something to assign to tie to it. the whole like, thing together. it's almost too amorphous to wrap your head around yeah. in that other state well, let's, uh, I'm actually pretty interested. I do want to finish this okay, video yeah, out. Yeah, let's it finish this. it out. All right. Yeah, I've got to move this. Yeah, that helped when it was over here. They are not accidental, but rather stories made up to explain a found or stolen technology. There are references and myths from all around the world talking about ether technology. According to the theory, the Church of Rome is a corporation 
created by the Phoenicians, who forged most of our history. The real Romans were an advanced culture before the cataclysm and parasitic takeover by the Phoenicians, which allowed the Phoenician church take control. One of the examples of this technology is called the Fasces. The Fasces was an electromagnetic weapon used by the royals to take over. It was a bundle of rods with an axe and was carried by lictors, the bodyguards of ancient Rome, as a symbol of power and government. According to the Tartarian theory, the magnetic ether was much more powerful in the past, and this led to cataclysmic events. Anti-gravity devices were developed to access built-up energy, and the ether and free energy devices were designed to collect and build up these energies. According to the theory, magic was also way more possible as our thought permeated the ether. The Church of Aesa took over about 100 years ago, and they possessed advanced technologies such as ether lighting systems, aircraft systems using blimps, and other flying vehicles. They also had free energy that was given wirelessly through different buildings and generators. The churches generated power and energy using torsion fields, symmetry, and acoustics. This absorbed energy from the ether. The power could be used for everyday applications like gliding, heating, and powering steam. This picture, commonly referred to as the Phoenician Statue of Liberty, is equipped with a vihara. The vara is a legendary ritual weapon symbolizing the properties of a diamond and a thunderbolt. It's used as a symbol of power in Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. It is believed to be one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. In the 1920s, most Tartar leaders and intellectuals who wanted independence were eliminated through execution or exile, and this policy continued to the 1950s. In 1999, a CIA document was released which suggests that the Soviet government had attempted to erase aspects of Tartar history from the official record in order to suit their own agenda. This is the first time I'm hearing anything of CIA stuff. Yeah, okay. I just want I just want that on record. I the Communist Party issued a directive to revise Tartar history in order to eliminate references to great Russian aggressions and to hide the facts of the real course of the Tartar-Russian relations. Histories which present the facts truthfully have been withdrawn and destroyed so that present and future generation of Muslims are denied the chance to learn the true facts of their nation's past. So this leads us to the question, what caused the destruction of all these civilizations? These are the Adam and Eve CIA documents. The Great Floods, Mud Floods. The common thread between Noah, Adam and Eve, Vishnu, and Osiris is that they all represented different eras of time. Scientists like J. Andre Deleuze, George Curver, Escher, Farrell, and Von Busch all agreed that the Earth's surface had been subject to sudden cataclysmic revolutions. Curver's theory of the Earth, 1788, argues that the surface of the Earth had undergone sudden and catastrophic changes, which had caused the continents to be submerged in the sea multiple times, only in the past few thousand years. He proposed that the cause of these changes must be discovered in order to understand the alterations in geology. According to the documents, Ice ages are caused by the Earth's inner core releasing neutral matter into the outer core, resulting in an atomic-like explosion that disrupts the electrical and magnetic structures in the molten outer core. 
This disruption allows the ice caps to pull the shell of the Earth around the interior, with the shallow molten layer lubricating the shift. Changes between positions take place in a fraction of a day. An unprecedented earthquake triggers a massive wave of wind and ocean that destroys all civilization in a matter of hours. Millions of people are killed, with barely a stone left where the cities once stood. A few lucky ones manage to escape, but they have to start all over from scratch. The data correlation suggests that the last earth tumble occurred 6,500 years ago, which could be the origin of the Adam and Eve story. It is theorized that Moses was the originator of the story, as he was raised in the Egyptian tradition and had access to ancient languages. Noah, Adam and Eve, Vishnu, Osiris, what do they all have in common? They represent eras, ages apart, and yet, somehow, they all join hands in the next cataclysm and walk with us. A quote directly from the Adam and Eve declassified CIA document. I've included a link to the Adam and Eve document in the description below. It is a lot but it is a super interesting read. Later research would explore the role of Naga and ancient Mayans into the story. This is because there is usage of tree, fruit, serpent, cherubim, and other words which were glyphs in picture language of prehistory. It is evident that the creation and Adam and Eve stories were probably originally written in the glyphs of the Naga, the predominant Eastern Hemisphere language of 11, 5,000 years ago. In the direct translation from Naga to English, the story of Genesis goes as follows. Please keep in mind that this is only a summary. I will leave the full Adam and Eve document in the description below. The direct translation is summarized as follows. God created the universe 4.5 billion years ago, and 11,500 years ago, a great storm caused the Earth's lands to be inundated with water. As the storm abated, sunlight returned, restoring day and night and the sky between the clouds and oceans. This was the beginning of the second day. On the seventh day, after the cataclysm, God restored the heavens and Earth, bringing peace and allowing humanity to start anew. He also established a continent eastward, in which the man of the story lived in Eden. This was the beginning of the civilization that grew on other lands, with the motherland in the midst of them all. And so that's the Tartarian theory. Basically, thousands of years in between, there is a cataclysm. And that cataclysm resets our civilization. When that civilization is reset, there are people who take advantage of the fact that the civilization has collapsed. And while we're vulnerable, they establish their own governments and rules. Like a frog boiling in a pot, slowly over time, they erase our histories. They erase all knowledge of free energy, hook us on natural resources such as fossil fuels, and use the fact that we need these fossil fuels to enslave us, so we're always dependent on their system. This is one of my absolute favorite rabbit holes to go down but it is also the deepest rabbit hole that you could possibly go down. My absolute favorite YouTuber to watch on this subject is Mind Unveiled, and I would recommend them a million percent over. They do an excellent job at covering all of this. This is one of those rabbit holes where like, it's just, it's, fu it's fun. Also, it's very, you, you might have an existential crisis after a little bit, but that's okay. Don't worry about that. Anyway, I appreciate you watching my video. If you are interested in this sort of stuff, I would highly recommend that you subscribe to my channel. This Alright, what, what's your channel to subscribe to? We'll give you a shout out. What, what's this little furry otter's name here? Scroll down. Uh, Squeeby Conspiracy. <laughs> Squeeby. 
All right, shout out Squeeby. That actually, I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty well done video, I have to that, say. That video surprised me. Yeah. I thought like, it was going to be some like way weirder shit. But that I kind of started watching it. Succinct. Was like, I was like, he'll probably fuck with it. He'll like this. Well, he did a good job of kind of summing everything up. He picked some good illustrations and pictures and shit. Um, yeah, I think he pretty much hit it on the head. I thought it was interesting how he also tied in like the Naga. Do you know what the Naga are? The the snake people. The they are the snake gods from like old Indian old culture. Hindu, and yeah, shit. the Hindu stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a lot of that's crazy. I'd never heard of the Adam and Eve documents. I think that might I might need to read that whole we might thing have to and find that. Well, he said he linked it in yeah, the video. Yeah, we might have to check that out so for the show. Here's what I'm going to do. I will post this video on the Patreon, yeah, and good. this video has the Adam and Eve documents linked on it. He got um, hit He got hit with the Wikipedia Great Reset warning as well nice, <laughs> on the video. Nice, <laughs> So that's how you know it's good, usually. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I certainly leave open the idea that like it it very well could be that like all this hidden history shit... Um, like, we talk about hidden history all the time. Like, of yeah. course I'm down with this shit. It's fascinating, yeah. But uh, I do like to maintain a grain of reality of, like... <laughs> As he said, don't want to have an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can go a little too schizo. <laughs> you, can go, go li- you can go a little far on this yeah, one. Yeah. But that's that's what makes him fun. I mean, no. I mean, that shit was fascinating. I never really got in a fully, like, succinct kind of thing. But I, I knew, like, the World's Fair stuff. But the... Uh, all that shit towards the end and him linking it into like the biblical story and stuff with the Adam and Eve documents or at least their version of it. It's very. Well, even talking about the uh, World's Fair, are you hip to the orphan trains? Yeah. He didn't talk anything yeah, about the orphan trains. He didn't touch any trains. of that. Any of the thing with the babies and the pods and stuff. Didn't talk about the pod babies either. But so the, the pod babies are a thing, but the orphan trains, a lot of people talk about them as it relates to the Tartaria thing because when you have a great reset, when you have a big cataclysm like this, you need to repopulate. And so people were saying, like, where are all these kids coming from? What the fuck is this? And they were just... Right, that was the whole thing. that They think there may have been a more recent cataclysm, essentially. Yeah, and so they were just like, here are all these. They could be test tube babies. We don't know where the fuck they're from, but these are a bunch of kids from nowhere that got orphan trained in, and they became chimney sweeps. Because all their parents died in the cataclysm. Well, I don't think that's necessarily it. What I'm... What I'm saying is, like, these kids came out of nowhere. They're probably manufactured test tube kids. Uh, or we don't know what happened to their parents. Yeah. They're probably... They were trafficked. They could have been owned by the government already. You know what I'm okay, saying? Like, gotcha, there's gotcha, many gotcha, theories. Gotcha. Like, I'm not saying where they came from. What I'm saying is that if you have a big cataclysm, people go away. Yeah. You need to repopulate. Oh, right. So gotcha. what I was saying is that these kids, when they came to the New World, these orphan trains... They were being bought and used as child labor. They were chimney sweeps. They were like, you know, working in shops. They were like bought bought and quote unquote adopted. And these insane families that would beat them and basically use them as like, you know, child slaves. So there's a lot of wild, wacky shit around this stuff. Um, And there's, there's too much to talk about like in one episode. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing I will say about Cataclysms uh, and Randall Carlson is that he's hip on, you know, I talk about the numbers, the recurring numbers, base 12, you know, all these sacred numbers that we just see around us that that happen. And, you know, humans, he's saying, you know, some of these people that have survived, they pass on the knowledge after every reset. Right. Right. And now we're getting co-opted. But like that knowledge all this time, right, we've known 
the great years. There's these things called like great years. That's why we have like the age of Aquarius. Now we're going into like the age of something. Oh no, we're in the age of something and we're going to Aquarius. And that's why people think like we're going into this new great year. We're new going into this new cycle. And like the universe has this weird way of like, we don't know where we are. Right. We don't know how it functions. You know, if we're talking about things being frequency based, if we're talking about things like he said, the the polarity, a lot of people are hip to um, the magnetic pole shifting. And when that happens, like everything on Earth is just like, yeah, like just everything gets fucked. Yeah, it just flips. Everything yeah. is fucked. Yeah, that I mean, that could explain. And we know in history that's happened before. Yeah, they we yeah. know yeah, yeah. that the poles have flipped. Yeah. And if it happens super quick. It, it's not like it's just going to be like a like an easy does it yeah. transition. No. <laughs> if it, if it says that it happens in the course of a day and a half, y'all, we dead. <laughs> we fucking dead, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So it's compelling. Very compelling. I love it. Yeah. I love Tartaria. I think I'm going. I think I'm going to read those Adam and Eve docs, and maybe yeah, we'll sounds, we'll have something more to talk about. That next sounds time. pretty wild. Oh, but next week, big special guest. Special guest. See you next we'll, time. We'll, we'll have to pill him on it and see how he thinks. Yeah. He'll probably just call us gay-tarded. Yeah, probably. Stick around next week. It'll be fun. Yes. Later, y'all.